Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Talks podcast. This is your host, Joe Ogden. Today I'm here with our new therapist here at Freedom. We're actually out in Brookfield, different than our normal Fox Point recording location. We're out in Brookfield with Dr. Kyle Sampson. Kyle, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you, and especially excited to have you at Freedom, as I was in Brookfield right before you started, and coming out again shortly. Sure. We're super busy, so we're super That's glad time. to have you on board and hopefully the transition's going really well. How are things going? Yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah, I got settled in Brookfield and for those that are aware of this location, I have the opportunity to work in alongside Trenton and Jeff and they're both great mentors, very knowledgeable individuals that um, you know, helped me get my feet up and going and I've basically seen a full schedule ahead of me. So um, yeah, I'm right on track where I, I wish to be and very happy with the opportunity. Not wasting any time with anything before getting right away. Nothing. Right into it. You got it. Now, Kyle, you've been treating for a good amount of time now, haven't you? Five yeah. years now? Five years. Yep. So I graduated from Carroll University in 2018. Um, right after that, I was working at an outpatient um, orthopedic clinic here in Waterford, Wisconsin for several years. And then Along the way, my wife also is a PT, so we finally were sick of doing a distance relationship, so decided to be traveling therapist. So her and I packed up and um, yeah, worked several different states, including uh, North Carolina, Indiana, and Florida at all different outpatient orthopedic clinics. So we got to really see what we wanted and valued in you know, our, our future practice and also find things that you know, we, we didn't like too much. So. Um, made it very easy to find the, the company of freedom and what they stand for and finally back in the state of Wisconsin treating. Tell us a little bit about how travel PT works. I know that yeah. I graduated from Carroll too in 2021 now. It seems like the trend for people around our age is to do travel now. Right, yeah, it makes it easy our age. We, uh, we don't have much commitment, right? I mean, you and I are both married, but um, for those that are young and without children and much commitment no house, exactly no, no payments yeah they're able to um, kind of pick up and leave and you know go live in an area that they otherwise are you know might not have the opportunity to go and see like for example I've been in you know Wisconsin winters my entire life and I'm 30 now so 29 brutal winters all we wanted to do was get down to Florida so little things like that makes it easy for our age group to be able to go and do those things um, what I found that really helped for me though was become established and kind of learn every little complexity of you know the way I do treat because you know as a new grad you come out um, there's there's a lot in the books that you learn but there's a lot more in the clinic that you don't know until you know and, and you know treat it firsthand so I thought it helped for me because um, some of the clinics then I was you know the only therapist there so I didn't have any mentor and you know if any questions were to be had I kind of had to figure it out on my own so I you know I would say for new grads it'd be a little more challenging but the way our timeline worked my wife and I we both loved it I think that's we've talked about it before on past podcasts and I think this is a would be a, a good topic for a future podcast as well about PT school in general and I don't think it's even a knock on PT school at all as a new grad you you know enough I think to know that you don't know anything about actual physical therapy because there's not enough time I think to actually go through and dive deep into some of this stuff you know I remember orthopedics going through lumbar spine thoracic spine cervical spine there was not anywhere near enough time to go through actually what 
is going on and what's needed to treat some of these conditions. Really, you just know the basics to make sure that one, you're safe, and two, the patient's safe too. Always, yeah, that first. But yeah, like you said, I mean, everyone's different. Um, I mean, even, you know, we do simulations in school of like patient profiles and, you know, say their main goals to be able to kneel down so they can pray at church. Like, there's so much more into the big picture that from interacting with patients and not just, you know, reading in books and on a piece of paper and that, yeah, I mean, you learn just so much with your hands and with, a, you know, all through experiences. So um, three years is a lot packed into to get all the knowledge that we do need. But, yes. um, you know, even with the, the clinical rotations that Carol puts us on, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you can only get so far with that limited exposure. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, right when you become an independent clinician, because a lot of companies do have ramp up periods, um, like you mentioned to me, kind of hit the ground running here, yeah. but um, you know, you just need to check in with those new grads and no, that would be a, definitely a, a whole episode you can tie into to what we had to go through to be here today. I think at some point it would be nice, you know, yes, your clinical rotations give you experience, but depending on, there's really no true rules at clinical rotations. It's really based off of your skill level. I think it would be nice eventually to set up some sort of fellowship program or residency program. If, let's say you want to do orthopedics, you know that this is what you want to do. Okay, right. we're going to do an, a residency just to get extra practice under your belt for those that are interested and then can hit the ground running from there. Yeah. Not, not that I feel... I think you would agree too at Carol. I feel fully prepared to be a physical therapist at I thought they did a pretty day one, pretty fine job as well. But yeah, no, when you know, you you get out and you have your diploma in hand, you're ready to rock and roll and you gotta find what job's hiring and maybe you know specifically what, you know, niche you wanna get into. Yeah. If that is, as you said, some residency that can, you know, follow up with. Um then that'll just make you more qualified, maybe for that ideal physician if it does pop up. Now, Kyle, tell us a little bit more about how travel PT works. Do you yeah. just, is it all what you want to do? I mean, you can pick and choose how you want to do it, how much you want to work. Yeah, I mean, it kind of boils down to you and what's available out there. So in every state you practice in, every little state has a specific um, checklist of different statutes, guidelines, you know, some you need fingerprints, some you need background checks, whatever it is. And depending on that, to get licensed in the state, um, I guess back up a little bit, you got to know, you know, what position is available. So you get hired onto a company, they assign you a recruiter. Okay. You get to sit down, talk with this recruiter. And this you know, is a different company than the PT company? This is the travel? 100% independent, yeah. Because they also can recruit, you know, surgeons and nurses. Okay. And just so happens we're, you know, physical therapists. So um, based off of that, you know, they ask you, you know, what are we doing this for? Because, um, you know, as I mentioned, our big thing was location. We just wanted to, we're young, we love to travel. Let's go out and see what else is out there. So that was our number one priority. Um, number two, setting base. I mean, outpatient orthopedics, all I've done, it's all I wanted to continue doing. So they obviously um, have openings in like skilled nursing facilities and hospitals, but of that, it just wasn't, you know, my background and I, I didn't wanna stick myself in a, a 13 week rotation. That's typically what they are. Um, so you see the state list of the location and then also pay is listed too. So if you're just out there trying to make the most money you possibly can, you can set that as your priority too. And, and the recruiters will then 
uh, work with you depending on what you want and suggest, you know, why not go all the way out to LA, California for this amount of lump sum and if it's something you do want, the location you want, the money sounds right, then they sign you on and you're good to go. How many different rotations did you do? Three. So okay. as I said, they're generally 13 weeks. Okay. Everyone I signed on was a 13 week one. Um, it worked out good for us. So my first one was in North Carolina. Um, Greenville is where we lived and we treated in a city called Kinston, okay. which not a lot of people know around here. but. Um, it was right before, so we started in January. I got married in June. So 13 weeks fast forward, we're kind of in that month of March May or April time. And there wasn't an offering in which it could bridge our gap from where we were to our wedding. So we suggested, can we extend? And they liked us, we liked them. So we were able to continue in Kinston for like five or six months. Um, got married, honeymoon, came back. And then I was in, um, a 13-week rotation in Indiana, in Bloomington, and that was dictated. We had so many weddings, bachelor parties to go back and forth to. That airfare was so expensive, so treated there. And then as soon as the, the summer was done and the parties were over, we uh, finally ended up in Florida, as I said. And that was Naples and beach, Beautiful pool. Area. Yeah, every day we, we lucked out. And Were you down there for the hurricane? No, so we booked that rotation once again planned on 13 weeks um i think the hurricane happened like the first week of october and we probably signed our contract in mid-september okay. so you know we're set and ready we're excited um my wife had some family down there so we're getting all the restaurants the things we have to do yeah. getting just ready to get down there and then all of a sudden the hurricane hits and we don't hear from the company we don't hear from you know, our, our, even our housing, because we live in Airbnbs too. Okay. Uh, I guess we could dive more into that. But um, finally, like two weeks later, uh, the the owner of the company that was expecting to have us, like, you guys still planning on coming down? We're like, oh yeah, you know, we're just waiting to hear that everything's still fully functional. Uh, luckily, none of our clinics had hurricane damage, but a lot of patients had a lot of, you know, stories and, um, you know, a lot of devastation was was seen down there. So I know we even I even I have three patients on my caseload in Fox Point that two of them still are not moved into their Naples house yet because something's still being done. Yeah. Um, and then one of them he, he tore his MCL, but had no time to rehab or do anything because his house was destroyed in Naples. So he just packed up and had to go down there. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean. When we first got down there, I mean, there was just debris all over the sidewalk. And, you know, houses were gutted, and um, I mean, there there are parts of that city that are a lot of money, so those people can throw money right at it to get it fixed right. up. But for those that it is their primary residence, and you know, their middle middle class income, I mean, yeah, it was it's quite a devastation. Yeah, right. Uh, just because you mentioned it too, living. Yeah. Does, does the um, and you can tell us more about it, but does the um, Recruiting database also help you with housing too, or once you sign that contract, it's up to you to figure out yeah. the other logistics about how to get the job done right. outside of work. Right. So obviously, you know the location, you know the pay, but um, there is a tax-free tax stipend that is like attached to it. So basically, I forget if you, depending on your payment, weekly, bi-weekly, um, they'll give you the money for you to you know eat off of and live off of. But yes, they don't board you or anything of that nature it's on you to go out find something that's close proximity to the clinic and that's you know affordable enough for you to be able to stay so 
we found, uh, you know, Airbnb hosts way out in advance that we would uh, reach out to the hosts, basically say, look, we're, we're a couple people in healthcare. Uh, we're here for a long time. And um, chan- we got lucky every time. They always seem to decrease the rate. The fact that like, you know, you go to an Airbnb if you're out of town for the weekend and you spend two nights and you're gone and they have to pay for the cleaning fees to turn it over. I think the study income, you know, Monday through Monday made it really attractive for them to take us in. So we got it's a win-win for everybody. It really was. Yeah. And yeah, we got lucky with each and every host we had, you know, you hear bad ideas or bad situations yeah. and experiences, but, um, no, everyone that we were with was, uh, you know, very helpful and very prompt if anything went wrong in the unit. And, uh, it was a great experience. I think you're seeing that as a trend too from Air, Airbnb owners as well. I know my wife is a nurse in Waukesha. There's multiple owners right around the hospital that just have houses that they are looking for healthcare workers to rent their house yeah. out because they know it's a professional. They know it's a guaranteed stay for however long. Right. They don't have to worry about sometimes. I think what the horror stories that you hear of exactly renting your personal property out to people. I 100% agree. Now, I know in Wisconsin, I still have nightmares about getting my license because it takes forever in Wisconsin. Are other states like that too, or is it pretty? It depends, man. Um, yeah, hindsight. What? Let me think here. Uh, North Carolina and Florida, I felt, were pretty pain-free in the timing wait period. But when I was moved into Indiana, we were supposed to start on like a Monday, and I don't think we started until like the following Tuesday, just because. They, uh, they received all of our documentation and what had to be passed through, but just the state, you know, they work two hours a day, three days a week, and there's probably only a person or two answering the phone, it seemed that like, that one took a long time. So I had to keep calling, keep calling, and they kept telling me to keep waiting, keep waiting, and then finally um, got someone on the phone that said, you know, how can I help you? And I said, well, yeah, apparently you guys have received everything. I'm supposed to start my job. Um, cause I felt guilty, you know, I, am here to help. And unfortunately yeah. I w- wasn't in the position to, when I set myself up to be employed at that time. But, um, the girl put me on hold, came back and said, Oh yeah, Mr. Sampson, everything is right here. Uh, you will be licensed as early as now. So I was like, Oh, all right. I guess you just have to be persistent, but that's no. the sad part. I think Yeah, I had the same thing in Wisconsin. Oh I man. Think I was on hold total cause I kept track of it after a while. 36 total hours Yeah, over a two-month period probably um and ironically the person that helped me probably weeks apart was the same person mm-hmm. we got on the phone and it's me part again. of this was COVID <laughs> I think is how at least Wisconsin had it set up where some people work from home certain days of the week mm-hmm. they only can do x y and z right but you need someone else to do a b and c for you right so once a b and c is done you're waiting on someone else and at Wisconsin, how it works is there's someone in person that you walk the paper down to get it stamped. Physically. Well, if that person is yeah. at home, you're, they're not doing it until whatever day. And it, it just sets things up, I think, so yeah. terribly. I haven't heard lately to see how it is, but well, it was pretty bad before. So my wife is from Illinois, so she recently just, during our past year of travel, uh, obviously we knew we wanted to get back to Wisconsin. And so she went through the whole, you know, getting 
license in the state and um, it took her a little bit of chunk of time but I think she missed like one document and finally someone pinpointed what it was and then that passed it through so um, but yeah interesting like for the state of Florida we actually had to take a, a standardized exam for like the laws and the statutes for the state of Florida and physical therapy and it was the first time I, I studied since since PT school? Since the boards, yeah. So, uh, I mean, literally, you know, the exact same board setup, you and the computer and putting the headphones Oh, you actually down. have to go in and do it. You have to pay money to do it. And there's wow. like a 70 or 80% pass rate or something. It, it was tough. It really was a hard exam. So they're all different. They're all different. I remember Wisconsin's open, open book. Open book, yeah. They make it easy. Just, just, get, just do it, get it done. Yeah. Super easy to do. Control fine. and yeah. Speaking of board exam, though, Scott... In Fox Point, and Molly and I have talked about this a little bit. Do you think right now, tomorrow, no pressure, you could go sit for the board exam? That is an excellent question. No studying. It doesn't matter what right. you get. Yeah. Do you think you could go in and pass it right away? That is an excellent question because there are so many fields, you know, in regards to, um, you know, the cardiovascular rehab and, you know, and even all the hospital-based, like how to all those little things that you force yourself to learn in grad school because mm -hmm. you had to and now I haven't applied in five years and um, I guess that's just the way my brain works I know I pretty much excel at all the outpatient orthopedics as a special test those situations but um, yeah I mean those those different areas and fields that's why we all are split up into different settings we don't see absolutely all 100% of PT or patients here in this PT clinic um, I mean, for those specific ones, that'd be a tough question. Uh, I hope I'd be able to. I'd be I think two for two then. I think we'd all be able to. I, I think, think so it would, too. It'd be a little harder than we remember though. Yeah, And I remember absolutely. being hard to start with. And I remember even like, you know, taking like the prep courses and stuff and even thinking like, could all like the teachers that taught us this material in those different various fields, could they go back and even pass this thing? But no, I think... Uh, yeah, without any review, I would be very interested. I would want to. No pressure. A little different than the actual board exam. You go in, you're like, wow, I just paid all this money. I better do well yeah. on this so I don't have to do it again. Yeah, and with now, yeah, I'm, I'm licensed. I've been treating. I don't have that anxiety that might, you know, laser focus me if it's just for a, hey, let's see what happens sort of deal. Might, uh, Continuing that exam at the yes. end of our course. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll walk away with with uh, the confidence in me saying I could pass it. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna have an in-house uh, fielding of the exam. But I think it'd be fun though. <laughs> um, so you still got it. So Kyle, how did you find out when you got back? Um, and at Freedom, we've been trying to hire for a long time. Um, how did you get uh, hooked up with Freedom? How did you find yeah. out about uh, Freedom and what made you interested in joining? So in Florida, my wife actually took a continuing ed course. Um, I forget what part of Florida. North of Naples, I think south of Tampa, Cape Coral maybe. Okay. And um, Mike, the owner of the clinic at Freedom here, and he was the director of the course. You know, he, he was the guy that came all the way down to teach students that wanted to learn more about uh, TMD issues. And um, she just was floored by this guy. She was so impressed with just his knowledge, his professionalism, and just how he spoke of his patient-centered care. And she came home and she obviously told me how excited she was about the content, but even more or less that there was a, you know, a man from you know, Brookfield, Fox Point, all these different locations, which is my backyard. And I, you know, I did a little research on the clinic itself and I just 
put that filed it away. Fast forward a few months later, now I'm looking for, you know, jobs to get my Indeed, Monster, all the online applications, things set out, and all of a sudden, Freedom is hiring. And I asked my wife, like, is this the the company that you, you know, you recognize from uh, down in Florida? She's like, yeah, that's it. And right away, I, I read more into the model and. I found out, you know, through, as I mentioned, traveling, you learn what you love and what you don't like. I uh, appreciate spending the one-on-one patient care with, or time with patients and really directing treatment towards them. You know, you're all inclusive, 45 minutes straight, anything they say, feel, uh, that just meant the world to me when I could really connect with patients in that regard, rather than, you know, being double booked and running with your head on fire. So the fact that Freedom had that approach to it, I was, right away no hesitation fired off my resume and and all of a sudden got an email ready to sit down for an interview so it was a good timing for you guys and even better timing for me i think it's a win-win for everybody yeah and i think this can be controversial and it does get controversial um but unfortunately based on and i think all healthcare i have conversations with many different patients who work in different forms of healthcare, and we all say the same thing how insurance makes things very tough. It's the worst. <laughs> um, and everyone has a job to do, uh, but unfortunately business models also have to change, especially in the physical therapy world. And this isn't right or wrong, it's just based on when it comes down to financials, how companies have figured it out, um, between double booking, right. potentially tri- triple booking, depending on how things are going. Yeah. Um, now I only I know you did only did three different rotations, but yeah. are other companies set up like that? As yes, well. yes, they are. Um, or do you see more of this one-on-one, 45 minutes, kind of how we do it at Freedom? Yeah. No, I would say we are rare in that sense. Um, the last company in Naples had a one-on-one. They were 40-minute time slots. Um, but, yeah, the other two were, were double bookings all the way. So I guess the majority of it, from what I've seen and, and where I came from, you know, I mean, it's a lot of just uh, – two patients at once. I mean, unfortunately, as you said, insurance, you know, you, at the end of the day, we are a business and, you know, it's it's how does this stay afloat and it's optimizing the amount of reimbursement from what those insurance companies are willing to make and or pay. But I would say us being able to, um, you know, do the one-on-one sets us apart. And I really do think for each individual that is coming in, you know, I mean, my for example, if, if a family member, my mother, my grandpa, whoever needs to get in for physical therapy, you know, I'm going to make sure to recommend a private practice one-on-one and right here at Freedom is exactly what we can offer for that to have the, the center of care of what they need. Yeah, I think that one-on-one is super helpful. And I don't know how it was for you, but I remember my last job was seeing as many patients as you could during the day. So you're used to hustling, hustling, hustling. Take your notes home. Always doing Figure it out later. It took me a little bit to kind of slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I slow down a little bit the other way. If I have a couple of evals towards the end of the day, I'm not going right. to finish them until the next day. Yeah. Um, but it did take me a little bit to realize that, okay, once you're done, I'm 30, my 30 minutes is up of a 45-minute appointment. Yeah. I just got all my stuff done because I'm used to just trying to hammer in all the manual, get yeah. it all done. How's that adjustment period been for you so far? Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just being able to really respond with the patient and based off of, you know, interventions rather than giving them something, stepping away to work with someone else for 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on the demands. 
just being able to realize like, oh, that's too easy or that's too hard. You know, it's just so much more efficient for the patient and just to make it uh, right to the point of what you're trying to get to. And even, I mean, if I'm with someone for 45 minutes, you know, I, I you and I both, I can tell, you know, we, we know each other, but we can just get off and, and start talking and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, having 45 minutes with a patient in a room, you know, I'm interacting with them the entire time. So then I understand their personal needs. You know, I know that all of a sudden they have four grandchildren and one's a toddler that they need to pick up, but you know, their back hurts. So we need to cater specific exercises. Whereas if I only have that person for 15 minutes, yeah, you know, so-and-so is probably still going to talk about their grandchildren, but I'm not going to know their depth of you know, the demands, their desires and their passions and why they're truly here. So I feel like it just opens up the patient so much more for us as therapists to think rather, you know, like you said, with your hair on fire and just running around frantically, you know, being able to really just slow down and, and you know, hit it on the head right away, just being as efficient as possible and doing what's best for the patient. And it gives us a little more opportunity to sometimes appointment times do bleed over to the next. Mm-hmm. When you're only working with one, that makes it a little more affordable than you're dealing with two potentially and you have a third one coming in based on the time. Yeah. Trying to get caught back up and make sure that they are getting what they need. Um, I think our model is, as far as I know, is not going to change anytime soon based on what we've been talking about. Um, But I, I agree. I think it does give the patient a little more opportunity to get to know us as therapists as well, that we're really bought in. Yeah, it goes two ways, right. And then us vice versa getting to know them and how to treat them absolutely best. Um, Kyle, so you've been treating for five years now. Do you have any other certifications or any credentialing on top of just the PT and DPT as well? We're working on that. Um, I, I have taken uh, mild pain seminars, dry needling courses one and two, so I do provide the services within. I don't have uh, number three, which is when you get the fancy letters at the end of your name, so yeah. we're working on that, but um, overall I can pretty much dry needle um, you know everything in, in most cases that I have to. Anything else besides the dry needle? Yeah, no, I have no certifications. I do want to trend into the future more into sports medicine and that kind of sort of thing. Um, I guess the last five years I've really just built up my uh, toolbox and going to continuing ed courses of just all different sorts of you know conditions and body regions and techniques. So um, in the future, yeah, I hope to potentially become more strength and conditioning or sports medicine and somewhere in that field just to work with some athletes. Have you looked at any specific ones coming up in the near future at all? I haven't. No, I've just got the, the feet back in the ground, got the job going here. Um, we're moving into my childhood home, so in terms of the, the weekend time, I spent five hours cleaning a garage yesterday as the wife was still you know, unboxing our wedding registry. So it's been pretty chaotic. Um, but no, hopefully within when, you know, the next several months being able to have kind of a cutout idea. Um, I am also interested though, I know this company is the company in regards to temporal mandibular disorders and I know very little. I don't really remember maybe a one or two day unit in grad school. Uh, I think we touched on it in a lab yeah. once. And this is it and that's it, right? I mean, nothing really to be assessed on and it is a very you know specialized unit in physical therapy. So the fact that this company has so many clinicians that are so educated. I'm really interested in meeting Mike and definitely taking a weekend course to, you know, get a firm understanding as to what the, the you know, the 
expertise is that he has to offer. And Mike's, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording the podcast, Mike's class is so in-depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike really does a fantastic job of teaching a class. And I think it is even more interesting because it comes from that aspect of that private practice where we're really not tied to do anything. We really just are able to do whatever is needed for the patient. Mm-hmm. And with Mike, he does a great job and he has a really good relationship with a lot of dentists, ENTs, other providers, especially in the Fox Point area because he's lived there yeah. for forever um, and gets a ton of referrals where you come in, some things are working, some things aren't. You then go back to the dentist who looks at the appliance, changes some things, and then they come back and they treat everything. I know for me personally, you know, I took the, the course through Mike. I'm trying to get more involved in it. I treat a lot of it up in Fox Point. Um, and I, I do a lot more in shoulders with throwers. I'm seeing a ton of crossover between the scapular position and if you have jaw pain. Interesting. So there is some overlap. As much as I don't like to tell Mike that, just to give him <laughs> a hard time. Um, but there is a ton of crossover with the rest of the body, which kind of goes with what we do in general. Absolutely. Sometimes I don't go down the rabbit hole if you have neck pain. I don't look at your toe. Right. But but there is some crossover between the two. So I think it's it's a very eye-opening course. Right. Absolutely. And I know the one thing for me, I tell Mike all the time, he taught us in the course that if you go to the dentist, they only look at your teeth. Yep. They know nothing about the actual condyles and how the jaw works. Mike has talked about numerous times, and this is not that dentists do or don't know what they're doing at all. It's just the barriers that we have as professionals as well that Mike has seen patients where they try and change the bite. When Mike says first, let me do our let me do our stuff with actual jaw, and you might not even have to change anything. Or vice versa, they change it and then Mike does his thing. And then they realize that the change they made was not needed or too much. Mm-hmm. So Mike's gone back and forth with people all the time, and it's it's crazy to me. I would think just with that imaging, you would see the jaw or even the throat too. There's really not that much that's crossover. Dentists are purely just right the teeth itself, which there's so much more in there. Yeah, and I mean we're musculoskeletal experts, you know, and it's just the fact of once again grad school we just didn't learn the full you know, in-depth anatomy of what's going on right. And, um, yeah, I mean, just to apply what we know for a muscle, you know, what we know to a joint, and then, you know, simplify it just to a region that I'm unfamiliar with. I'm very excited to take that course. And, um, I mean, even, you know, through my year and a half of traveling, you know, the number of phone calls I've received, do you guys treat, you know, TMJ? Do you guys treat TMD? It's just like, no, I don't. Sorry. So just to be able to see how frequent of a referral that is, even because how many people, you know, do in fact have some form of dysfunction in their There's jaw. so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even even if it's not identifiable, but chronic headaches and all of a sudden, I mean, that's just my basis of a knowledge that understanding that it can definitely be referring from the jaw when they had no idea that it even was originating I mean, there. There's even patients that come in, they're like, I just saw the dentist. I was telling them I'm having some headaches or I'm having facial pain and they're like, go see a physical therapist. I've had multiple patients be like, what am I here for? I didn't know you guys could actually go in and get actually inside my mouth and mobilize and palpate. And and I I tell people all the time, I didn't either until I took (laughs) Mike's class. I thought it was just the basic that, you know, you look at their motion, you 
palpate just a little bit, and I thought, all right, we'll do a little bit of this and that, and hopefully it somewhat helps. Right. But Mike's goes so in-depth, um, and he'll know more than I think I'd ever dream of knowing about TMJ. So it's actually, if you have the time to take the course, as well as any course, I don't know how it works at other companies, because um, I haven't really worked for any other company besides one, Freedom does a really nice job of offering us continuing ed. We have a budget every year. And if you think that it's beneficial, you have to fill out why it's beneficial, how to help the company, of course, just yeah. from a logistical standpoint. But Mike, Scott, Jeff, Mike Verplanke up in Grafton, they just want to support us as therapists. Whatever you think is important to treat your population base, what you're interested in, yeah, take care of it. I mean, if anything, they're in, you know investing in us to become an extension of a specific field and you know it's good marketing for the company and the, the more people we can see you know it's just we're here to help absolutely everyone so mm -hmm. I see it from their side too. Um, Kyle what what type of patient population do you do you have a preference even for that matter? I mean the fact that I've been sprinkled around in several different regions in this world of Oh, I shouldn't say world, but yeah, the nation. You've had to seen a lot of different patients, I've seen especially a lot. traveling. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, I mean, I. There's nothing in which, I'm very against. You know, I, I do enjoy just all different, you know, age ranges, all different complexities, all different joints of the body. Um, as I mentioned earlier, though, I am interested in becoming a little more specific of athletes and such. I just feel like I. I grew up playing some sports and I have a passion for sports still. And then the fact that when I have an athlete in front of me that's, you know, getting to their full return to sport, it just opens up a whole box of ideas that I feel that I can offer. And um, it's one thing to get them back to function. The return to sport is a whole different ball. Right. Yeah, that's that's what excites me. But no, I mean I've I'm in all you know, outpatient orthopedics and love absolutely every case that really has come my way. Nothing very general, I guess you could say, but working on the specifics. You out of all people with all the traveling, I mean, you have to be just a jack of all trades just to step in. Gassing me up a little bit. Though. And just treat, like, oh, all right, we're starting in Florida today. Yeah, I mean, it's been nice, too, working alongside so many other therapists and, you know, different regions, different companies, and just understanding their way of how to approach, because, you know, if you see a need, there's a thousand ways you can treat this need for this person to get back to doing what they love. But if I have one way of treating, it's just nice to sit down and talk and discuss different techniques, exercises, because all of a sudden, you know, I'm new to, say, the Florida clinic, and I see the other PT I'm working with do something. I was like, oh, I've never even seen that before. It just, it really helped open up my whole intervention base of, of tools that I can offer. I think that's a nice part about physical therapy, too. I talk all the time in Fox Point. Working with more people in Fox Point, I think now we're going to have 16 people working wow. at once um, on some days. is Not many other professions you can blatantly steal from people. Yeah, and get away with it. And get away with it. Nobody says anything. Right. Like, oh, but I never saw that before. I'm yeah. definitely going to use that again. Right. And even, too, you know, just sitting down during lunches and, I mean, working with Trenton and Jeff here. You know, if I have a question about, like, um, maybe a new patient I've absorbed for just this week to help with their busy schedules, you know, um, asking about like, you know, what does this terminology mean? And the fact I've been out five years and, you know, they have so many other different thoughts of, you know, how they treat. It's just, it makes it fun for us because there's just a never ending possibility of, of what, you know, we're lifelong students. I think we found that out early and as in this physical therapy field as science and, you know, different modalities and 
things come out, you know, now laser nowadays uh, that we've began to to provide to patients, really understanding how just how beneficial, you know, this modern form of treating really is. There's always something that's different and something that's changing. You really have to stay on top of it, and it's not easy. No. And even you've shared patients with Jeff already, I'm sure. Even his, and I believe in the osteopathic, and I've been exposed to osteopathic treatment. So when I shared patients with him, I understood the terminology. Yeah, it's new But that's the whole <laughs> different physical therapy world, the osteopathic, seeing how he documents what he's doing. Right. And then being like, okay, this is what you documented. How do I do that? Right. Or what does that actually look yeah. like on the patient? Because sometimes the terminology doesn't yeah. doesn't mesh with what you think it would be. Some of the stuff is a little different with osteopathic yeah. treatment. Kind of makes sense of it. It's not like I'm reading like all German or something of that nature. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a specific way, but seeing how he treats and... Um, why, seeing the the dial or how, what he documents is one thing because it is all you know specific school of thought based. Whereas seeing how he does things, it's just like oh yeah, I can definitely rationalize. So they're here for low back pain. I know why he'd be doing that. Yeah. But I guess in his head, I don't know you know what why like what is his approach. So I'm excited to to get to know Jeff and Trent more and um, and even if I do you know get out to to see the Fox Point Clinic and meet all the you know the, the Freedom family members up there just to really understand you know. Um, Wonderful everyone's been here, get to know them, but just to see specific niches that are you know, offered and then even for referral systems, if I get a patient that's, you know, talking about women's health or need or orthotics, you know, I don't I don't do those things, but I know exactly where I can point you in the right direction. And that's a nice part about freedom. I've said it since day one. Everyone is so unique mm-hmm. at how they treat and everyone is good at what they do. But if you have questions and just based on how our clinics are set up, everyone roughly is somewhat on the same lunchtime or you cross over with somebody and there's just opportunity to always ask questions, yeah. always talk. And, and Mike talks about it all the time. If you have questions or something's going wrong with a patient, not in the way you would hope, there's someone else that you can go see Heather or go see Mike, go see Scott, go see Jeff. It doesn't matter because everyone has a different skill set that one thing might just click with a patient. Right, yeah, have you tried this yet? No, I haven't, you know. Have you looked at that? How did I miss it? You know, little things like that, because the body's complex, man, you know. I mean, there's just some, you know, if we all shot 100% and you walk in and the first day we get you feeling better and, you know, towards the end it's every day's a better day, we'd be lying. I mean, we have a couple tough patients that all of a sudden- it's not that easy. It's not that easy, right, so. I wish it was. Um, now, Kyle, I'm going to assume that you don't like to work 24-7. And when you go home, I'm going to assume that you don't just look through research and always doing physical therapy-related things. Outside of work, what do you like to do? Yeah, um, I do. I do have a little uh, work-life balance. Well, since I've been back here, I've I know been, getting a new house probably changes that's, a little bit. Right, that, that's top priority right now. There's a lot of fixing up to do. Um, well, we have a pool, open that up, so I got that open and ready to relax. But um, as I mentioned earlier, grew up playing sports, so the things that I still do play, I, I golf. like to try and get out and hit a couple ones straight, and a lot of them don't go all straight. But no, I mean, any sunny day my buddies are around, we're out hitting you know, 18 holes wherever we can get to. Um, also during the week, I'm, I'm in a softball league. I play sand volleyball. Uh, that's just for summer. But... Um, yeah, uh, winter time. I guess the reason why I ran away from Wisconsin. I don't 
snowboard. I don't ice fish. I don't do anything snowmobile, you know, nothing cold related, but uh, I do hunt too as well. I just recently got into, um, deer hunting as well as waterfowl hunting. So do that with the buddies come fall time or, you know, depending on whatever season is in. But overall, I mean, just getting together with friends, family, watching the Packers, it's probably the, on a Sunday, it's probably the best thing I could come up with. So that's... Welcome to the hunting community. Where do you guys go? Uh, Oneida County okay. is where my buddy, uh, his grandpa's cabin is. And we're in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. It's way up there. It's, it's a little bit of a jump. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful country though, man. Um, yeah, it didn't take much. My, my family never hunted. And then my buddies always did, so finally... Got a little jingle in my pocket, bought a couple things needed, went up, and just absolutely enjoyed it. It's a nice thing to do. I'm a big outdoorsman as well myself. Yeah. It is a big cost up front just to get some of the things that you need. Uh-huh. But once you get the first couple of stuff, you really don't need to upgrade. Yeah. But good luck because you probably will get the itch to upgrade, and your wife will probably not be too thrilled. <laughs> she likes venison, though, so... Whatever I'll say helps bring home, you know, a chest full of. It's good. Get yourself a meat. big chest freezer too, because it'll fill up. Quick. I gotta get my deer first, man. You haven't shot. One? You haven't got one yet. Not yet. There's nothing better than not the first yet. one. And I've been I've been hunting hunting now 15 years. Okay. Nothing will come down to the first one. Mm-hmm. But that that adrenaline rush, there's nothing better than that. Looking for it. Doesn't matter what animal. That adrenaline rush is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Kyle, thanks for joining us today. We're su- Again, we're super excited to have you on the podcast and to have you a part of Freedom. We hope that um, your transition here is a good change of scenery for you and a good welcome back to Wisconsin. Indeed it is. Um, we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining us again today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if anybody listening is interested in be- seeing Kyle or seeing any other therapist, we have... Kyle, who's here in Brookfield, as well as we have our Fox Point location, Grafton, as well as McGuanagoe. So thanks again for listening this week, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.